Hi, my name is Abraham. Uh, this is the first official podcast episode, and I'm here with. Uh, I'm Jeremy Adias. I'm from Art Blog Scene, a part of the Still Arts. Today we have. Hello, everybody. My name is Funaki, and I am a photographer uh, based here out of Los Angeles. Welcome. Um, Thank you. This turns out great because yeah, we have. This is new, right? Are you nervous, mate? Or you're? Uh, no, I'm good. Good. See, that's the spirit, man. Yes. <laughs> so we have a couple of questions, right? Yeah. Want to um, start? Yeah. So um, we did an interview with um, Funaki here for Art Blog Scene, and um, so I mean we already have a little bit of questions out of the way that we have in print, but just to get something uh, kind of for our watchers and our listeners, a um, little promo here. Um, do you mind telling us a little bit about your photography, where you started, how you came to be who you are today? Uh, sure, no problem. Well, I've been uh, shooting. Uh, consistently now for uh, the better part of about 31 years. Uh, I started in 1990, and the way I started was just shooting my friends. I was in high school, and I was just wanting to kind of document our daily activities, you know, uh, being teenagers. And I just kind of would carry a little camera that my mom had laying around the house, and little by little, I just kept on documenting what was happening. It was nothing, I mean, it, I had no no artistic aspiration with it. It was just basically just going to parties or going to shows or hanging out with, the, I was on a swimming team, so hanging out with the guys on the swimming team and stuff like that. So that's how it started. Um, the type of photography that I do now is a little bit of a mix. It's a mix of music photography. And when I'm not doing music, I do, um, I guess it would be, I don't want to say it's called street photography, uh, because street photography is a lot more where you're like capturing random moments quickly. I think I kind of uh, can label it more as street portraiture, because I actually yes. stop people and I talk with them and we engage in conversation. And the final, you know, the final act of the, of the conversation or interaction is to, to do a couple of pictures. So uh, I think I could describe it. That could be best described that way. Since you were talking about this uh, specific type of style that you do on like uh, portrait street photography, um, do you have any uh, piece from there that's kind of favorite that you have a story behind it? And maybe in the, uh, the post-production we can post the photo that you're talking about if you let us permission to post it and talk about it. Do you have any uh, of these photos in mind? Well, I did submit a photo of, um, mm -hmm. I call the photo, uh, I call it Clowny. Clowny. And it's a picture of, uh, of, a, of a young guy, and, and if you see his face, it's, uh, it's kind of tattooed as like a clown. And it's, it's not done well. Oh. Um, and, and the way that I met this gentleman was, uh, I was working in Lincoln Heights uh -huh. at the time. And then after work, I would always walk around, maybe for about an hour before I'd go home and maybe get something to eat or get something to drink and I'd walk around and, and take pictures and I met this guy right outside the jack-in-the-box and um, I guess how would I say it I guess like he was 
he was talking to himself. You know, there was, you know, he was kind of moving around, and I would see what I noticed that everybody who would come out of the jack in the box would immediately go this way. You yeah. know, avoid him. You know, if they were scared or or whatnot. And that's one of the things that I do in my photography is that I I engage people, and I said, well, let's see what happens. So I engaged him. I. You know, said hello to him, and as soon as I said hello, yeah. whatever he was doing, he stopped okay. and said hello back. And we started talking, and he told me a little bit about himself and, you know, where he grew up and how he ended up where he was at at the time. And we did a couple of sessions um, right there on the street, and I know that we had, he couldn't stay still for very long. The yes. session would last about a minute, two minutes, because then after that, I couldn't really understand what he was saying. Okay. Um, and, but the, the final one, when I was going to say, okay, let's meet one more time next week to do a couple of pictures, uh, I found out that he passed. Oh, oh my God. So, yeah, so he passed. So, and what I hear that it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, maybe a little bit violent. Yeah. Um, the passing, so... That was, that's one of the pictures that has stood out to me the most. Um, I'm glad that I was able to make a friend. Yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned this uh, specific event because I, I have a question that kind of relates to it. And it's mm -hmm. how does art or photography, in your case, right, has changed in the way you interact with people in general? Oh, uh, it's, I mean, like I was telling Jeremy during the, our other interview is, By nature, I'm, I'm a very, actually, I'm a very introverted person. I'm not, you know, I'm not like a, this wild dude. Yeah. And it's like, you know, life of the party and cracking modelos and all that type of stuff. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm like the complete opposite. But when I'm taking photos, that's kind of like my excuse to be able to engage and talk and, and be more of an extrovert, you know, because that's kind of kind of my excuse to be able to get out there if not I'd just be sitting around doing anything you know doing nothing so it's kind of like my way of kind of getting out there and meeting new, and meeting people and I'd like to meet people that are going to be photographically interesting I mean I'll be honest with that you know whether it is whether you know if they look a certain way if they're wearing something or just their own personality stands out yeah. um I you know it just if something has to interest me You know, I find that because I also do photography and mm -hmm. I found that it's a lot of cases on people who do photography. The camera becomes their outlet or their link to a social life that's different exactly. than the previous one they had. And I think it's a fun part about art, right? It has that connection to us with the world, right? So that's really interesting that you mentioned that. Yeah, so it's very, I mean, if it wasn't for the camera, I would be, I would just be... I don't know, watching TV or something. So it's so it's you know so that's my that's my outlet. Yeah. And as I've gotten older, it's helped me even more. Definitely. Um. So like you say, it's your outlet. Like for that, do you have any like special techniques that you like to practice when practicing your art? I'm I'm actually a very non-technical guy. You know, I'm actually surprised I was able to log on to Google Meet right now. <laughs> so I, you know, I'm very low. Love you know, it. even photography is low budget you know even if when i'm working with musicians you know there's no special production where there's like an assistant walking around and catering and you know none of that it's just me it's uh, with my camera and sometimes it's just like 
Can I put something yeah, like this? Yeah. Or I could look for something as cheap as this. Yeah. And um, and the artist. And we, we find a nice location and we talk and we take our time and then we slowly build and build as we as we shoot for for what it is they want to use the pictures for you know so um i mean it's very very low but it's still yeah i mean it's low budget i'll be honest it's low budget i don't know you know there's no no big big fancy production that goes to it yes yeah i had a classmate who did that um concert photography and yes i have been to concerts of course like well <laughs> rock and all that stuff right but it's hard because the lighting is really low right so it's a, a particular way of shooting and uh, I, I mean you already kind of explained that the cameras you have I mean we have Canon Sony Olympus Leica and a lot of them right but how besides the camera uh, how do you find the technology of photography and the way you shoot you kind of already went into it how do you find that like a link or, or the way you style your photography with the stuff that you have with the cameras that you have and well i mean i mean i guess like i've you know heard before and i could identify with it is that the camera is just basically the tool yes to take the picture and it's what you do with it and then there's of course there's some cameras that you need maybe a little bit more to have more control when you're doing like shooting at a show or something yeah. like that but uh, but even if you just have something that's not so expensive and you could and you know how to use that camera yeah. correctly, you could definitely capture capture moments and capture scenes and stuff like that of what it is that you're trying to shoot. So um, it's just a tool. Any camera will do. You know, it might not come out the best, but but as long as you kind of have you could see it and you can kind of prepare for it. Um, and the more shows you go to, the better you get. Um, and I've been to a lot, yeah. and uh, so it's so it's it's not that I'm saying that it's easy, but it definitely starts becoming a little bit more uh, easier to do. Yeah. So, and I've been run into situations where I have a nice digital camera ready yeah. to go, and all of a sudden, for some reason, it's just not working. Yeah. And I go back to a simpler one, and I'm able to get some some decent shots. Well, it it does have to be the, with equipment. You kind of adjust your style, or the style yes. comes to you. You know, I I went to this lecture on how to do plate photography, but it's just huge old old school photographs, right? They have super high de detail because this works kind of a molecular level, because it's the chemicals that are working, you not know? like digitally. We have pixels and stuff like that, but it, it takes a while to set them up, and the style this guy was using it was definitely allowed uh just by the style of photography because he was going for the the system you know they, they put in your plates uh, taking the time and also it's a slow photography so most of them are landscapes right so it definitely the the, the type of camera or it, it, it kind of helps or guides your style you know so that's good that you mentioned that yes yes yeah. and like the, like what you're talking about those are it's kind of like a, it's a it's a a large format type yeah, of photography yes. where it's a very slow process yeah. to set up you know your timing your exposure you put the the cloth on to make sure that because uh, everything is in those big eight by ten cameras yeah. upside down yes and uh in, you know it's like so it's, you kind of have to like turn your head a little yeah. bit because yeah, everything is backwards and upside down so it's, it's definitely a skill and yeah. that eight by ten photography or large format yeah. is not easy to do yeah definitely not easy yeah. to do yes but it definitely changes the style you shoot. So that exactly. I, I like yes. the way you say like I already try other cameras, but the cameras that I'm using are the ones that work for me. You know. Yes. I, again, it's about the 
this um relationship with the tools and the artists, right? And how exactly. you, you perform or you express yourself with that. So that's yes. pretty neat. And I've always traveled light. I like to photograph light, yeah. um, uh, like just uh, you know one or two cameras, yeah. one preferably one lens, yeah. and then we make it work with that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, I like the idea of keeping it like minimalist and simple, because then it shows like novices and beginners mm -hmm. that pretty much anyone can do this. You know, it's just that exactly. it takes time and practice to come to you. So I kind of like the idea that you know keeping it basic, you can still make such nice pieces. You know. And even I, I, I like I like to consider that the photos that I do are still almost novice looking. You know, that's not it's it's not uh, like you know we were saying before it's not high tech or anything like that. So a lot of bands that are I'm like the type of photographer that a lot of bands that are just starting out look for, and mm -hmm. most of them will outgrow me once they get a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Uh, more known or if you know they kind of need more of a higher-end type of photographer yeah. well it's just also about the style right and, yes. uh, for example I always tell like I have done uh, classes for photography like teach them and one of the things that I tell the students it's not about the camera like the best camera is the one you have at hand right like if you miss it like that's a cool thing about having small cameras not that I do it because I, I have a huge backpack man <laughs> but uh, it's always good to like try with it. I tell them the, the best exercise is try to take a photo with your phone. Well, nowadays phones are getting way better, but like take because it's not, it's about the moment on how you take it. So that's kind of a good exercise, you know. It's whatever yes. you have and your vision and the way you shoot. That's what actually makes photography. Exactly. You know. Yes, I definitely agree with yeah. that. And, you know, what you have and what you do with it is yes. more important. Exactly. Yeah, I'm kind of trying to go like the Still Arts, their mission objective mm -hmm. is to hire, t inspire, and teach uh, artists from underserved communities around LA. So I like to ask questions kind of around those lines. So I um, just kind of want to ask, like, what skills have helped you turn your art into a career? Like, I noticed you mentioned that you like to work for smaller bands. like. How is it that you inquire these like jobs or you know these little gigs here and there? Well, I've been working with a uh, record label uh, here based out of Los Angeles called Wild Records. Uh, they've been around since two thousand and one, so they they celebrated their twenty year anniversary. I first came in contact with Wild Records around two thousand and six during like the MySpace days. Okay. And so, and it was just by accident. It was by accident. If you guys remember MySpace, when you would click on a on a page, there was a profile song for bands. Like you would click on their page, and there a song would pop up, and you could hear. And so, the first band I heard was a band called the Vargas Brothers, and uh, they sounded. What it, what caught my attention is that they looked nothing like they sounded. Huh. So that's what caught my attention, and as I kind of started hearing more, I find I kind of found out about this this record, Wild Records, and um, the way I started working with them is just going to the shows and and shooting and meeting them. And it wasn't until I was working with a magazine called LA Record Magazine, it's an independent music mm -hmm. magazine based out of here, out of LA, that I started working with a lot of bands that were just coming up. And they were being photographed for the first time uh, artistically, you know, trying to do something artistically uh, for their music. And so that's how I kind of started. 
is doing that is, you know, as a band would come up into the scene, uh, I would kind of be one of the first ones or just being signed to the label. I would be the one of the first one to photograph them for any type of promotion or 45s or vinyl or CD or whatever they were going to put their music on. And so I've kind of, that's, I kind of like that. I kind of like working with bands that are still kind of nervous. They don't know what's going on. They're kind of, you know, they're excited uh, rather than the bands who've kind of like, you know, they're, they're a little bit more seasoned yeah. and, and, you know, and they know the lighting and they know, you know, they start art directing the art director, you oh. know, so, <laughs> so that's why I like working with a lot of younger bands because uh -huh. that's just the way the style is. And I, and I kind of like seeing bands grow as you know as you may be inexperienced young musicians and just watching them as they progress that's interesting yes so now that you mentioned like so because i didn't notice that like how do you connect yourself with photography and music how do you, have you seen any connection well i mean music has always been something that has um had my attention ever since i was Maybe I think the earliest memories I could probably have is maybe about 10 or 11, mm -hmm. you know, because I come from a mixed background. Yeah. My dad's Japanese and my mother's Mexican. And so I kind of grew up, you know, the playlist or the, the albums on the music for those were, come, you know, very different, you know. So uh, as I was coming up junior high school, that's when I kind of, Uh, first heard the Beatles. Mm -hmm. uh, that's when I first heard the Beastie Boys. Oh. Uh, Run DMC. What's that? Um, I I had a paper route. If you guys know what that is. I don't know what a paper. I don't know what a paper is. I had a paper route. I wasn't born yet. And during my paper route, I had a Walkman, and yeah. that was a Walkman that actually had the radio on it too, not just cassette, oh, but dude, it had a radio Walkman. on it. Man. It was, it was like the yellow one. It was the yellow one. The squirrel one. <laughs> Oh yeah, my God. That was an Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> and so the the classical and the jazz station yes. were one of the only ones that came on clear. Because uh -huh. so that's how I. It's because yes. Yeah, that's a wider so, range. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how I started. This that's how I got into jazz and classical. Yeah. And um, when I would go to the record store, I wouldn't just go to the rock or to the or you know or to hip hop yeah. or whatever. I would kind of go to every corner. That's awesome. And so I always like to look at the artwork, the artwork <laughs> and the liner notes. That's what I've always mm -hmm. been interested in. And I kind of started getting photography jobs in music as the as everything was kind of changing from analog into digital. And that was a difficult transition. Yes, it is. You know, it was a lot of difficult transition because that's where I was getting a lot of mm. rejection letters because there was no longer a need for LPs, no longer a need for CDs, everything. Everyone yeah. was starting to do the illegal downloading at the time. Um, so, and then I had spent all this money on analog equipment and that was all oh, junk yeah. now. Everybody was starting to get into <laughs> digital. I was like, ah, oh, I just finished paying for all this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so it's always, for me, it's always been a connection because I yeah. just, uh, you know, the album cover is, you know, I, I was I, maybe one of the last of the generations where I could still sit there and listen yeah. to an album and look at the album cover, yeah. you know, and I still enjoy that to this very day. I, 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 so to me, photography was as important as, as the music I was listening to. And I came up, uh, as I was coming up in high school, I came up to grunge. Yes, yes. So um, the music, a lot of the bands that I shoot now are kind of in the rockabilly scene. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. There's rockabilly. A lot of them are um, uh, influenced by first wave punk, Northern Soul, uh, stuff like that. But um, I came up in the in the grunge era. But you so, definitely have a nice niche there because those are the bands who didn't immediately just went digital or exactly. production because they all underground and they do their small uh, scene, right? So that's perfect that you were there for that kind of specific photography. Exactly, exactly. Oh. And it was perfect. They fit perfect. And even to this day, Wild Records still yes. puts out 45 vinyls as, as, and, mm -hmm. and CDs as well. So it's been a perfect fit. I've been with them now for 10 years, 11 years, I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's been a, a great ride working with them. They were uh, the owner of the label, Reb Kennedy. He signed one of the probably most infamous rockabilly groups that would come out of L.A., and that was uh, Little Luis y Los Wild Teens. Great stuff, man. I'm getting yeah. a, a playlist already from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hardship after, uh, hold on, often prepares ordinary people for an extraordinary destiny. This is a quote from C.S. Luis. But, uh, Just because uh, I wanted to ask you, what advice would you give to an up-and-coming artist such as yourself when you were younger? Um, I, I would just say, do not give up. Um, because uh, there's going to be that, that downtime. There's going to be the, the time where nobody cares about anything that you're doing. And it's nice to be here today like, with you guys and discussing photography and discussing music and stuff like that. But there was there was a period of time where, you know, there was uh, there was just rejection letter after rejection letter. No, it's not what we're looking for. It's not what, you know, the style's not what really we're right now. And that's the time where it's easy to give up. You know, you're like, well, what am I doing this for then, you know? But that's the time where you really have to shoot more and get more motivated and continue and you know press forward uh, during those times when nobody wants to look at it you're looking at it it sucks you know and it's like um, you know you can't really you're not connecting with anybody everyone's telling you no and so that's to me that's the the biggest thing is to tell young kids is to to not, to not give up And then don't do it for the likes and for the, you know, all the stuff like that. Because that's all that stuff is irrelevant. It's not yeah. important. It's nice, but it's not important. The important is that you continue making art and you press forward and you keep growing as an artist. And in the end, you know, you'll see, you'll see results. Okay. You know, a, a bodybuilder will go to the market and see the produce in a different way, right? Or a composer will go into the movies and... Uh, Instead of talking about the plot of the movie to his friend or her friend, the composer will talk about the film score, like sound, style, rhythm. So having this in mind, uh, how do you see uh, photography changing the way you view things in life? Um, well, for me, I mean, it's always, I've always had uh, like a third eye. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like a third eye that I, that I have, and it's, and, it's, and it's, I always see things And ever since I was a little kid, I've seen things that most people don't notice or just kind of walk by. I kind of notice little details yeah. um, in things. And I've always been like that since I was a little kid. So like I was telling Jeremy before in our other interview, it was kind of like I, I took some, it was a group of pictures that I took and we named that whole series. I think it was called Casimiro. Remember that, Jeremy? Mm, yeah. Casimiro. Casimiro. It. And it was, yeah, yeah. And it was like a, 
it was a term that was given to me like in the late 90s from some people that I knew and they were making fun of me you know they were trying to clown me yeah and um you know because of my japanese eyes so they, they nicknamed me casimiro yeah you know and to me it was always kind of ironic because it's like you know can barely see but yet i to me i see sometimes more than what maybe the average yeah, person might irony, see right? details. yeah <laughs> you know and they would play that song from mi banda el mexicano remember casimiro <laughs> it was a, it was a Can you sing it for us, please? Oh, man, I totally remember. Oh, no. <laughs> One, two, three, not <laughs> So, so I mean, in that sense, I've always been able to to notice little details, and I try to convey that in photography when I'm shooting yeah. out in the streets. It's not an easy thing to yeah. do, uh, but um, but that's definitely something that's always been there for me. Because, you know, I always notice, especially in the beginner classes for photography, when <laughs> students start to see things like in the photographer's way, right? They yes. start looking at light. They start looking at, uh, at time as well, right? Because of the medium, right? The medium calls for you to be alert to these things. So either music, you will do the same thing, right? So it's, it's always fascinating to me to, to see that moment when the artist sees like, oh, Look at this light, or like this uh, composer, right? Like, oh, do you hear that? Just because you were more aware of it, more in tune, you kind of, like you say, you have a third eye, right? That's kind of how I see it. It's always interesting yes. to me to see it when it happens, you know? Like, oh my God, look at that. Exactly, just like musicians. Like yeah. when, I mean, I'm not a musician, but there are musicians here a certain way. Yes. Right? You know, painters, they, you know, their movements of their hands are a certain way. Same thing with photographers. You know, we see, and especially, I sometimes I see stuff and I don't have my camera. And yes. I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> don't you have that moment where you're thinking like, wish I had a camera in my eye. Like, exactly. Are you ready? Yeah, <laughs> And it's happened many a times, and yeah. I usually always have it with me, but of yeah. course it's the time that I don't is when I see yes. something, you know? It's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess you save it in your memory, right? <laughs> yes. Um, we kind of brushed up on the past, what brought you up mm. in terms of being an artist in the present. Um, do you have any plans for the future of your art? Ooh. Anything you plan to do? Any goals you're looking uh, forward uh, to? Just continue shooting. I, I, I like... For me, my favorite ways of seeing the pictures that I take are on a wall or mm -hmm. in print. Oh, print um, yeah. Social media is not, I mean, they look nice, but it's, that's not the way, I, I, at least I feel that they should be seen. They're more appreciated in person or in print. So then that way the viewer can, you can really go in up close and see the details. Yes. Um, the other day I was at a, at a, at a, it was an exhibition at Hotel Bel Air and it closed last Sunday. And it was some photos of uh, Marilyn Monroe. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was from a photographer named Bert Stern. And, it, and what makes those pictures a little bit special was the last time she was photographed before she died. Oh, okay. And so when I was there, I was those prints were made huge. They were probably like 48-something by 50-something prints. So you're able to get up close. Yes and really see the details of her hands, of her facial features, of her expressions and stuff like that. So I think that's the way the pictures should be seen, uh, kind of big. And so that way you can really get into into the details. Like the picture that I um, that uh, we did of Clowny. Yeah. Yeah, the, the one like that. Yeah, let me see if I... To me... Oh, 
yeah. This is the way it should be seen. Yes, definitely. So once you get up to him close, because most people, I told you when I was shooting him, most people ran away from him. Yes. And maybe for obvious reasons. Yeah. But, you know, I decided to talk to him. And we actually became friends. Yes. You know? And so now, instead of running away from Connie, you could go up there and see a little bit of hurt in his eyes. You could probably see here where he was scratching himself. Maybe he was, mm -hmm. you know, maybe he had, I never asked him if he had any problems with addiction, but, you know, I don't know, maybe he did. And then you can see his thing, he had like a trait, like looks like they, they drilled a hole or, you know, when they, oh, I don't know. Oh, the smokers? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it looks like they, he, they, they put a hole in his, uh, in his neck uh -huh. that you can go up there and actually read what it says. And, and look at him up close. So to me, that's the best way to see it. Yeah. That's the best way to see to see the picture. So then that way you could appreciate it, and then and ask questions, and maybe know a little bit more about his story. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I uh, have seen that uh, it has his benefit and his uh, downplays as well. Like the social media, because it definitely uh, makes photography more accessible. Yes. Because more people see it and everything. But uh, there's something about going to a place and especially spending more time because I know you're just flicking in like your phone really fast and you don't have the time to absorb the picture and take yes. the time and analyze it and, and and that's the best way to absorb any art right having the time and, and, and give it its space right and yeah I love print man uh, I I definitely love like large format photos because of that yes. right that's funny that you mentioned it's pretty cool yeah. yeah so that's the best way to look at them and then also i love looking them at them in print that's why i you know when i get the magazine uh dstl arts and i look at it and to see it in print it's like ah oh, that's awesome right? you know, and <laughs> other people are going to be able to enjoy it and yeah. through that i've been able to talk to other artists that are yes. also featured in the magazine and make connections that way because i love checking out other people's art yes. i love looking at other people's photography i love asking other people questions of what they're technique are what they, they yes. saw you know because once you put a picture out there i mean i've gotten uh, a lot of people have you know get got, gotten upset at me as well because my intentions when i take a picture are always good mm -hmm. my intentions are never to to ridicule or to belittle or to put anyone down in any way but when you put a picture out there you know, it's for the world now, and and the world is going to make their 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 own interpretation or come up with their own story of what they think it is, and so um, that's something that you really can't control. I know that when I did it, it came from here. Yes. You know, but what else? Once you put it out there, you know, you get all sorts of different reactions, and that's okay. You know, that you get different reactions. You know, because you start seeing different people's perspectives of what they are feeling or what they do when they see a photograph. Yeah, but I, I like your approach because you, you go and talk to the person and yes. also have this conversation and, and ask for the permission of taking yes. the photo. I'm in the in the class of liking, like taking photos from far just to make things more natural. But the process that you're doing, especially with these kind of people who have, people may think you're abusing them. It's better yeah. of, of, because you're actually approaching them and asking for permission, right? Mm -hmm. And also, like you were saying, people will not get close to this person. And the only way these 
type of people who are afraid to go there and see this person and talk to this person is through your photography, you know? And that's part of art. It, it, it gives access to people, to feelings or, 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 or people or landscapes that they might not have access to. And exactly. that's why I love your approach, man. Um, thank you so approach. much i appreciate it yeah and it's you know and, and some people say no sometimes i have yeah. conversations with some really great people and at the end they're like mm -hmm. you know what maybe it's not a good idea mm -hmm. and that's fine you respect their their decision yeah. and uh you know like you said you you photograph them mentally yeah. in your eyes yeah. <laughs> and you know and you remember it that way usually i'll take some notes when yeah. i get home and i write down so then i don't I, so i don't yeah, forget yeah. yes so i don't forget them so but it's a powerful tool definitely yes definitely yeah mm -hmm. I like kind of that you had the big print of Clowney out and you're able to describe little details that I know people yes. wouldn't go up and look at them with. Yes. And I feel like it really helps give people a second chance to not judge others, at least on print. Exactly. Because mm -hmm. the print is just so much more passive than seeing the person, you know, going through what they're going through in the moment. So exactly. it really gives a second chance to look at each other different. Exactly. And look at him as a person, you know, because you know, he is or he was, you know, he was, he was a human. And he had, uh, I'm sure he had a family, you know, he was yes. someone's son, he was someone's brother, someone's, you know, cousin or something like that. And, and um, at least I know that I was able to converse with him and have, you know, maybe ask him a few questions, not going too deep, of course, but, you know, being able to, to interact with them and, you know, and have that conversation with him. And it was, in the end, it was, he was just a guy just a guy but you know his situation at the time was maybe not the best but you know he was uh, a human just like all of us yeah. and i'm glad i was able to capture his legacy and capture him on film yeah it definitely takes uh people like you to make the rest of us see things like you were saying people might call me that i'm a little blind or that i don't see things but in reality you're seeing things they don't and exactly. i think it's the case even if somebody's blind don't take that for granted because they have other ways of seeing things. Right? Exactly. So they actually what? probably have more, their sensories are probably even better than someone who can see. Perfect. Yeah. Also, mm -hmm. we're going uh, to like the end of this um, first episode. So okay. I'm going to leave one last question for here um, just because <laughs> I like pushing people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is the last question. Uh, have any ready? Um, we talked about past, future, um, really got advice too. Do you have any final words before we go? Anything you'd like to say that maybe we didn't ask or brush up on? Uh, well, uh, first of all, thank you again for having me. It's, uh, it's always really cool to, you know, when people are, uh, show a little bit of interest in your work and you're able to talk about it and converse with it and share it with other people. Yes. And I'm excited to see what other artists uh, you guys are going to feature on the podcast as well so I could check them out. If I don't know their work, then I could discover new work. Um, but I think I would like to just say to keep shooting, have fun. Um, don't take it too seriously, you know, in the end it's just photography, yeah. uh, but, uh, but have fun, definitely have fun with it and um, I hope to continue uh, participating or, you know, having more, uh, more pictures in the magazine and being able to see what other people are contributing as well. Nice. Thank you, what's a pleasure. You. Yeah, um, real quick. Thank you, thank you so much, a pleasure. Uh, real quick before we go, just wanted to give uh, our listeners and yourself the chance to kind of promote yourself. 
Uh, where can mm -hmm. we find more of your work available? All of my uh, my music work is at uh, wildrecordsusa.com. Uh, that's where I do uh, most of my music, uh, photography, uh, some of the best rock and roll based here out of L.A. Uh, there's also a documentary that was made on the label back in 2013 called Los Wild Ones, and it is available, I believe, on Amazon Prime. And uh, you can see the trailer on uh, on uh, YouTube as well. And for and if anybody wants to follow some of the work that I do, same thing with uh, street portraiture and with Wild Records. It's uh, Wild Records underscore photo. Yeah, I've been checking your stuff, man. Pretty cool stuff. Thank you. So for all <laughs> listeners and viewers, go check his stuff. It's pretty good. And you see, thank you guys. I appreciate cool guy, it. Approachable. So cool. The Thank you for your time. It was great having Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Awesome.